Welcome back to the Einstein Podcast. My name is John, a.k.a. the disgruntled co-worker. If you think I'm going to stand out there all day listening to... <laughs> then you must have Carl wedged in your frontal lobe. You'd be surprised how long that intro took. Only five seconds of audio. And I had to <laughs> record that like seven or eight times. I just couldn't get it right. I couldn't get it to the right point that I wanted it to be. And it's so simple. It's just literally three sentences. <laughs> three sentences. And two of the sentences I have said every single day for the last year. Uh, and yet, still, I just can't get it right sometimes. I can't get to the... the, the either I, I mess up the AKA, like I say the wrong thing. Or like it just doesn't come out the way I want it to come out. Like those are Those are two very important aspects of the AK. It's got to come out right. It comes out wrong, it just sounds wrong. It's got to come out right. I got to say it actually. I got to actually say it right. I don't write them down. <laughs> so like, that that's that could also be part of the problem. It's like, I see the clip, I think of the AK, it's obviously based off of the clip, and usually it's just directly out of the clip. I pick the line. Uh, but then like there's clips like this one where it's like you make up the actual AK. I don't write it down. I just, like, I make it up, and then I start recording immediately. I get those, like, right before I start recording. I start recording immediately, so that way I don't forget what I made up. <laughs> that is my that is my workflow for getting the AKs. So, like, sometimes, if I start recording immediately, I'll, like, it won't be set in my brain what the AKA is, so I'll either forget it, or I'll screw it up by saying something wrong, or just, like, fumbling over my words. Just stupid stuff. <laughs> Small, minor things that don't affect you at all because you never hear any of the mess-ups or any of the screw-ups. You only hear the the final product, so it doesn't actually even matter. Uh, but hey, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a minor perfectionist. A minor perfectionist. Uh, either way, it is Wednesday, November 10th. Hope you're having an absolutely amazing day. As always... Uh, My day, going pretty great. It's actually going insanely great at this current moment. Uh, I'm getting work done. I'm getting a lot of work done. I'm grinding it out. And the main reason for that, I I can attest the main reason to that, is that I'm back on my meds. (laughs) As much as, like, I didn't want it to be the case that I have to rely on my meds in order to, like, be a extremely productive human being... Uh, it is the case. It just is. It that's just it just is the way it is. I haven't taken my Vyvanse in like a month, like since the beginning of October. Which hey, causation, correlation. I don't know with the whole uh, Halloween curse. Could that be? <laughs> it could be. Uh, could I have gotten a lot more work done if I decided not? If I decided to continue taking it for the month of October, definitely. Would I have been more productive? Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, I just wanted to try it. <laughs> I wanted to see if I could handle it, if I could do it. And I was good for, like, a day or two. And then things just started to fall off. And I couldn't keep up with everything. And I, it's something I've mentioned a lot in past episodes, especially recently, where I'm like, there's just so much stuff, and there's not enough time to do all this stuff. I can't, I can't get all this stuff done. I think a big part of that is focus. Like it's just it's so difficult to focus, uh, and so it's like when you take five ants, it just makes everything so much easier. It makes me so much more productive. It's like the limitless pill for me. It's like I take it and it's like 
100% brain functionality. <laughs> like, practically instantaneous. Well, it takes a couple minutes. But it's, like, peak brain functionality. Like, I'm good. Like, I, I can I can process everything. I feel chill and balanced. There's no stress. Cause like, I got everything under control. I got everything handled. And that's just the way it is. And so, with the way things have been going, I was like, look, I got to do it, bro. <laughs> got to get back to it. So, I called the pharmacy. Placed my uh, prescription that's been sitting there for a minute. Uh, went to go pick it up. Popped one. Because <laughs> I got plenty of work to do. Lots of work. I got that final project for software dev. Got to get that cooking. So I've been cooking on that for a minute. And yeah, I've been unstoppable for the last two hours. Absolutely unstoppable. It's like whenever I take it for an extended period of time, it's like I get used to it. You know, like it still works every single time. I mean, perhaps less is effective. Uh, as compared to when you first start taking it, or if you start taking it again after a while off, but it still works. But you just get used to it, right? It's like, okay, this is how things are, right? I can handle that. Like, I could be fine. I could do this without the medicine. I don't actually need the meds. And you get off of it, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> you're like, oh, God. I, I didn't realize how much it was actually doing for me. It's like, you, you take it for granted after a while. And once you get back on it again, you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is what it's like to actually be productive. This is what it's like to actually be able to focus on things for an extended period of time and just like grind stuff out and like just feel like your brain is actually working for you and not against you. That's like that's what I feel like ADHD is a lot of time. It feels like your brain is working against you and not for you. Like you're fighting with your brain to be able to like focus and pay attention and all that type of stuff. And it's like, yeah. This just, it's like, it's like, this is like a, a peace treaty between you and your brain where it's like, hey, we're going to work together for a little bit. Okay. And while we do that, no one's going to be mad at each other. No one's going to be beefing each other. We're just going to be happy. We're going to be a merry, happy little couple. Cause I mean, we are literally bound together for the entirety of both of our lives. Uh, also, cause your life is pretty intertwined with my life. Cause if I die, you die. And if you die, I don't die, but I practically die. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that's what that does. It just it just mends the the beef between you and your brain, and makes you focus really good. And I've been killing it today, absolutely killing it. I've been knocking out these databases like crazy. Been uh, been flying through the code. Feels good. Feels good. Also, got registered for my classes. Uh, Two of the class, one class I couldn't even get into. There's only one available class. One, one available class for that. Can you believe it? What class was that? I think it was like, um, God, it wasn't advanced. It was, uh, I forgot what class it was. <laughs> it wasn't software. I think it might have been Dev 2. Software Dev 2. It might have been Software Dev 2. I don't remember, but there's only one of them. And it's like, it's a class that like everyone has to take if you're an iTech. Well, not everyone. I think I think it was software dev too. Cause I think it's the class that everyone has to take if you're going the development route, or like anything towards the development route. Like if you're, even if you're going web development or software development or whatever. Also, it looks like I'm going the software development track or not software development. I've always I've been saying software dev, but I'm more so going the web development option. Uh, this happened on accident. <laughs> it happened because of a miscommunication between me and my advisor uh, in our last advisement appointment which is why I ended up taking web tech when instead I should have gone for the computer graphics class 
so that I could just go towards the game development option. But in order to now do that, it would be like throwing away a semester, kind of. I have to like backtrack one semester to keep moving forward. So I'm like, screw it. <laughs> I'm just like, screw it. I'm going web. Dev. I'm going web dev. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting in any more time into this freaking school, bro. Not even the school. I'm not putting any more time in a school, like at all. Like I did the math again just to make sure that I'm on track to graduate by the end of next fall. I'm still on track to graduate by the end of next fall. As long as I take a summer class this semester or this upcoming summer, I could take an extra class next semester, bump it up to five classes, uh, and perhaps I wouldn't need the summer class. But that's that's all. It's really it's a lot. That's a huge workload. It's a huge workload. So I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, sure, it may be faster to do it that way, but is that actually more efficient? Like, will I actually even pass all those classes if I, you know, cramp up my crank up my workload like that? Uh, although I'm not, in, I'm not into like some heavy, heavy classes next semester. Uh, mentioned pretty chill ones, dude. Okay, well, hold on. See, I'm jumping everywhere now. But like, <laughs> one of the things that I saw when checking my my credit hours, or whatever. I have to take freaking statistics, man. Freaking statistics. I thought I was done with math. I I swear I was done with math. I've checked this website, like my degree works website, like hundreds of times. I check it before each semester, going into each semester, so I know what class I need to take and whatnot. So I'm like already ready going into my advisement, knowing what classes uh, I need, and then you know talking to my advisor to see like where I should be going and make sure I'm headed the right path, right? And not once have I ever seen that I had to take uh, take stat, bro. Not once have I seen it. Like I don't want to take stat. I thought I was done with math, <laughs> dude. I haven't taken a math class since 2016. 2016, man. 20 freaking 16. That was the last time I took a math class, and I was taking calc. Was that calc one? Maybe it was calc two. I don't even remember what class. I think it was calc one. That's back at Georgia Southern, dog. That was my freshman year of Southern. My very first semester of college it was the last time I took a math class. It's going to get me in a stat, dog. <laughs> and if you remember, the reason why I don't have a calculator, like the reason why I don't have a calculator for chemi- my chemistry class currently is because I said, like, I'm never taking another math class. Like, after calc, I was like, I'm never going to need this calculator again because I'm not taking another math class. And I was like, I'm not going to buy a calculator specifically for chemistry because I'm not going to need it after chemistry. But apparently, I am going to need it. I got to take freaking stat. <laughs> that's, it's just, that's just like, it's disappointing. But hey, it's what it is. And it won't be that bad, right? That's still kind of like a break from the usual, you know, since it's not a programming class. Uh, but yeah, next semester, I'm in like, I mean, I got advanced programming, professional practice and ethics, survey of U.S. history, and intro databases again, because yeah. That class did not happen this semester. <laughs> that class just did not happen this semester. So I'm like, yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna preempt my failure and just register for the class again because they were already filling up. There's only two, uh, actually, one, only one class available. Uh, so that's the one I had to hop into because I'm registering late. And you, but I feel good about next semester. Also, next semester I only have classes two days a week because all four of those classes are on Monday and Wednesday. Now that is an ideal schedule, I'll tell you what. It's pretty great. It gives me plenty of free time uh, to work and to do other stuff. <laughs> to work on the podcast, that's going to be huge because new podcast schedule coming up 
for next year for season two. So with this schedule that I currently have for school, it actually works out well with the pre-planned podcast schedule for next year. Uh, for season two, I think I've, I think I've talked about it before. I've mentioned it in passing before, and what I've mentioned before is kind of what it's going to be like: uh, ironing out the the edges, right, smoothing everything out, really placing what like like what's going to go where and why, like why I'm keeping some things, why I'm dropping some things. I I like every single series that we got going on. I like them. Just not every single one is as sustainable. Uh, as the others, and some of them are somewhat considerably either repetitive or just can be combined with something else or things like that. And in order to also to make more time uh, for myself to actually be able to do other things, uh, because yeah, I have to work and two, I have to go to school, and those two things are pretty huge. And I can't really just like skip out on them, and also don't want to skip out on the podcast. Uh, I want to stay consistent with that as well. So in order for everything to work out the way it should work out, there's got to be balance. And yeah, that balance will be announced too. <laughs> we'll be announced in the month of December when we get there. Uh, but yeah, huge thing. Can you believe it? We're almost done with this year. We're almost done with season one of hindsight, man. That's crazy. To even be talking season two is insane. Uh, but hey. That's what uh, that's what progress is. Onwards and upwards, right? All right, let's hop into the episode. It is philosophy Wednesday, my dudes. So this is great news. I was actually able to find. Oh God, I'm too deep. I was able to uh, to find the original list of questions from before I was able to find it. just randomly I happened to find it um and so I added that to the new list that we have I haven't gone through and like marked off the ones that we've done if it pops up and I remember that we've done it I'll just you know I'll skip that question and be sure to go back and mark it later so now we have two lists which is over 300 questions uh although I feel like we've done like well over 100 questions for that first list um, so perhaps there's more, so like 200 questions left on this list to actually be done, but hey, we got a pretty good mix of questions now, a pretty solid mix. Uh, let's get it, oh, I gotta get all the way back up again. Bada bing, bada boom, let's get it up and running. Bop. I think this might be a new question from the new list. No, it's not, because it doesn't have a number on it, because the new list was numbered. Where do thoughts come from? Well, <laughs> I thought it was, that, that was going to be a really dumb joke, but it was funny. <laughs> it was funny to me, at least, because, you know, thoughts. And it's like, where do thoughts come from? It's like, well, when someone has daddy issues, um, that's usually the preclusion <laughs> to, to becoming a thought. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. It's interesting. Where do thoughts come from? That that that, that begs the question of uh, what are we? What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to be conscious? A thought is uh, is consciousness, right? Is proof of consciousness. To have thoughts, to possess thoughts. Uh, so, what does it mean to be conscious? Where is our? Where does consciousness exist in? Uh, in what state 
does consciousness exist? And how does that apply to us? We don't know. If you answer that question, you then answer where thoughts come from, because thoughts are just the formulation of consciousness, perhaps you could say that. Uh, it's like, I, I, I mean, that's the way I think thoughts are like what's going on in this. It's just the subconscious, uh, subconscious process passing through the conscious brain, which then makes it interesting because it's like what's going on in the subconscious that's able to formulate thoughts, you know? Like, what's going on in the subconscious that is able to process the world around us and produce a response, uh, a verbal, usual, seemingly verbal, though it's not out loud verbal, but verbal in our heads, because what the thought is, it's like you're hearing it in your head. But uh, what, like, how does it produce that uh, response and then pass it on to the conscious uh, for us to process with the conscious brain? Perhaps one could argue that the subconscious is just a method and not the actual main program. So, you know, you pass in a parameter, which is your surroundings or a situation. The subconscious then formulates a thought based off of that parameter and then returns it to the main program, which is your consciousness. And then the conscious then processes that to formulate a result. I guess, or you determine whether you want to like, you know, what you want to do with said result of the subconscious method. That's one way of thinking about it. Um, but still, you know, so I guess the answer where the thoughts come from, I guess that's the real answer. I would say it's from the subconscious, uh, part of the brain, but I don't know. Will we ever know? Probably not. Cause I don't think we'll ever be able to figure out what's going on with the, with the, with the whole consciousness thing. And the whole, like, what does it mean to actually be a, a living human being or a living human creature? What does it mean to even have thought? What is a thought? Can you measure thoughts? Uh, do thoughts travel faster than the speed of light? That's a question that everyone wants to know. Like, what is, what is the speed of a thought? Can a thought travel faster than the speed of light? If so, what is a thought then? Because nothing, at least as far as we know, can travel faster than the speed of light. The speed of light is the great limiter when it comes to speed and acceleration. So if a thought can travel travel faster than the speed of light, what is a thought made up out of that allows it to travel that fast? Can we harness said thing and perhaps break the, the light barrier? So many questions that can spawn from the idea of what is a thought and so many possible solutions, so many possible results. And you know, thus is the beauty of reality, of science. So many possible options and results and outcomes, and that's why you do experiments. That's the fun of it. To simplify the possible outcomes from millions to one. That's the whole point. Good question, though. Good question. Let's keep it pushing. Oh, we got an out-of-bounds error. Really? <laughs> uh... Do I want to go back and fix that? Now fix it later. Okay. We'll fix that. Yeah, but see now that just closed the program. So now I just lost my questions. But it's whatever. We'll find what number that was later. Does true love exist? Does true love exist? No. <laughs> Perhaps I'm saying that because I'm a cynic. I don't know. What 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 even is true love? Right? Like what what is true love? What is love at all? 
love is just a chemical reaction. If, if you really want to boil it down to what it is, it's just a chemical reaction. So can you have a truer form of that chemical reaction? No. <laughs> the reaction is the reaction. It doesn't matter how true or untrue it is. Uh, on top of that, love doesn't persist. Because it is a chemical reaction, you can't have that constant release of chemicals, that constant release of uh, dopamine. Being around someone can help you release dopamine. It can release that dopamine getting around someone. But being around that person all the time ain't going, ain't going to be a constant dopamine release. It's not going to be a dopamine factory just by hanging around that person and being around that person. Uh, so in a lot of cases, you can argue, I think that it is the argument that uh, love in most cases is a choice. You choose to love someone. Right, uh, that initial chemical reaction of love is what brings you to that person, but to keep you with that person is a decision to choose to love that person uh, throughout all the things that happen uh, in life. Right, loving each other through thick and thin, through hell and high water. That's 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 love. That's what real love is. Right, I guess you could say that's what true love. Uh, that's what true love is. Uh, so I guess you could say, okay, well, that means true love does exist. Uh, yeah, on, on the more metaphysical end of it, on the more emotional end of it, I guess you could say true love exists. Uh, on the scientific end of it, though, I would say no, it doesn't. Also, I, I wouldn't say true love exists on the metaphysical end either, because true love, by definition, is like kind of like love at first sight. You know, I was meant for you. You were meant for me. I will never stop loving you. It's an infinite outpouring of love. But I think is uh, a fallacy. Um, like I said before, love is a choice. You got to choose to love someone most of the time. Uh, so, is that true love? I mean, I, I think by my definition of true love, that would be true love is deciding to choose to love someone every single day uh, and every single minute of the day. But the general definition of true love, I would say no, doesn't exist because you won't just automatically love someone uh, just... What is that noise? Oh, I think someone left the TV on. <laughs> Bro, that was starting to spook me a little bit. Like, it, I got really quiet. I just heard like, this, like, this talking slash singing in the background. <laughs> and no one else is home, so, like, they kind of spooked me. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 oh, yeah, so I, I don't know if true love actually exists. Also, I mean, along with it being a choice, it's like, yeah, choose correctly, because, like, you can choose to love the wrong person. So, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it than just it being true love. I think that when you when you feel like you, like you found true love, be wary. Be extremely wary, because it's like, you're not thinking in your right mind, bro. <laughs> you're not thinking in your right mind. You're, you're blinding. Uh, by the rose-colored glasses that is romance. Uh, and you're not seeing things for how they actually are. And when you think you're experiencing true love, that's when you ignore the signs and the red flags and all that stuff because you're in love. And when you're in love, the person you love can do no wrong. They are such a perfect human being. That's false. So you got to be smart about that. And be careful. Be careful wh where your heart goes and who you give your heart to. And what you do with it. Because you only got one heart. And it can only be broken so many times. Before you stop handing it over to people. And. 
a big part of connecting with people is sharing your heart with them. And so that's why you got to be cautious with where your heart goes and who's handling it. Because after it's hit that limit of like breaks, even your regular normal friendship relationships aren't the same anymore because you can't be as open with people and you can't be like, you can't let people in the same way anymore. You know? And it changes you. Like that it changes it changes the way you interact with with just humans in general and it feels like you don't have any genuine interactions anymore because there is no heart in it. He's coming from your end. Everything feels like everything feels like it's it's the motions of how things are supposed to be. Uh but not how things actually are. You know? So be careful. Be careful what you do with your heart. Don't just be throwing it around places, giving it to people just for the sake of giving it to people. Be smart with it. Guard it. You only get one. So that's your advice for the day. (laughs) That's your advice from good old Papa John. Let's go to the next question. What is real versus what appears to be real? Real is what's actually real, and what appears to be real is not real. (laughs) Come on now. It doesn't really make any sense. What is real versus what appears to be real? I mean, yeah, it's exactly what I just said. What what is real is what is, and what isn't real is what is not. It's that simple. Like, I mean, if you're talking about like reality, like what is reality? No one knows. Reality could be a simulation, and if that's the case, then nothing, none of this is actually real. Well, you could create. You could you could have the argument. You can make the argument. Right. This is interesting. Assuming our world, our reality is a simulation. Does that make our reality fake or real from our perspective, right? Because from the creator's perspective, our reality is fake, right? It's a simulation where bits on a computer screen. But from our perspective, actually being in this simulated reality, could you, would you say that our reality is real because it's, because we exist in it, right? Now that I'm saying it, I'm thinking, so could the argument be made that the reality is, reality is real to the observer if the reality being observed is made up of the exact same materials as the observer, right? So, assuming this is a simulated reality, right? Uh, yeah, and th- this, yeah, this, this is a good proof for my statement. Assuming we live in a simulated reality, we are bits on a screen, we're cut on a screen. The person who created our simulation is not bits of code on the screen. Therefore, our reality is not reality to them because it is made up of different things. It's made up of bits and, you know, code and whatnot. But since we are amongst said bits and code of code, uh, uh, and we, we are also bits of code and numbers on a screen, right? Everything else around us is made of the exact same stuff that we are made out of. So, 
you could then say that it's real for us from our perspective because it is made out of the same things that we are made out of, right? It's bound by the same laws that we are bound by, essentially what I'm saying. I know stone and humans or buildings and humans are two different things. I get that. Made out of, but we're all made out of the same basic basic elements. But we exist in a universe with a certain amount of elements and that, that we, we, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same as us. Everything in the world is, this, is the same as us. It's carbon, you know, carbon-based things, oxygen exists in things, whatnot. Everything is made out of stuff that is, that is, you know, bound to our reality. So with that conjecture being, being made, I would say that my statement is correct. That reality or what is real is the reality that is made up of the exact same things as the observer. It sounds like it's, it sounds very scientific, but also sounds very stupid. <laughs> uh, but it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Maybe what I just said makes absolutely no sense uh, to anyone else, but I think that makes that makes sense. Because think about it, right? It's like, if you think about it, how we play Sims, this is the example everyone uses, comparing stuff to Sims, because that's what Sims is, or our Sims is. Sims is a singular game, but the actual Sims, we play, whatever. <laughs> it's like, when we play Sims, do the Sims in the game, like, they don't know that they're in a game, right? Assuming that they had consciousness in said game. They don't know that they're in a game, so everything around them is real. Like, that's the real world. That, cause they, they, they can interact with it, right? They can physically interact with it because all of that stuff is made up with the same stuff that they are made out of, which is just code, right? So that allows them to interact. It's code interacting with code, therefore making it real for them, but virtual for us because we are not code, and therefore we cannot directly interact with it. Boom. I officially made a hypothesis. I've officially made uh, a scientific conjecture, which will not be acknowledged by absolutely anyone in the world. Um, But hey, (laughs) that's the point of these episodes. It's just philosophy. We're just spewing stuff. You're spewing random nonsense. That's what philosophy is anyway. It's just random nonsense. But if you like this episode, enjoy the podcast. Give it a like. Give it a follow. Give it a rating. All that good jazz to let me know that you like it. Of course, if you do like it, share it with your friends because good friends give friends good things and you want to be a good friend so give your friend a good thing. If you want to follow me on social media, it is at guy that I had on the IGs and as always, 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. I don't know why I'm out of breath, but I am. Don't forget... <laughs> Drink plenty of water, stay hella hydrated, and I will see you tomorrow.